Roll the clip yourself. <laughs> Okay, welcome to Deep Spirituality. We're here with a special episode for everybody. Uh, you'll notice Russ isn't here. He's uh, in the lab cooking up some real special stuff. It's going to drop next week. Uh, this week, we'll be doing something we haven't done before. Uh, we're going to take some time to go through our favorite moments from the show to date. Uh, so what we're really hoping is we don't mess everything up while Russ is gone. Uh, so <laughs> um, but luckily, most of the episode will just be clips uh, of our favorite episodes, the moments that changed us personally. Uh, so I'm here with uh, uh, my wife, Amy, and I'm here with uh, Nate Schaefe on the ones and twos. Right here, man, running right the table. P- producer Nate, editor Amy, and whatever my job is on the mic. Free spirit. Free spirit. <laughs> um, okay, so what we'll do is we'll go ahead and go through each one of us picked a special episode that we want to share about. Um, not just because it was funny and entertaining, but because it actually had made an impact on us personally. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to throw over to Nate. Nate, go ahead and set us up. What's the first clip that we're going to listen to from the, the, the deep reservoir of deep spirituality episodes? So we're going to go way back. Uh, we're going to go back to the old school, episode six. Oh, uh, old, school, old school. As in like as in, a few months ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but mine is how to have a quiet time creating sacred space. This is episode six. Um, and so I think this uh, episode uh, really stood out to me because uh, growing up, myself growing up, going to church um, kind of ho- my whole life, there's almost, you kind of build these like kind of like boxes or just kind of these like guidelines in your head or whatever, like a quiet mm-hmm. time has to be this. And when I'm talking about quiet time, I'm talking about uh, a, a time with God, you try to set aside every morning to read, to pray, right. to, to have that dialogue, that back and mm-hmm. forth with God, Right. Um, that we definitely strongly encourage everybody to, to, to try for, but, um, and to go for, but I think, uh, with this episode about creating a sacred space to have that time, um, a lot of times I'm like, this is how it's supposed to be. And then I can't kind of break the rules or Mm -hmm. like, you know, go outside these like drawing, these little like drawing lines, whatever, you know? Um, but I think it was, uh, super helpful, uh, specifically the, the, the part, um, where I believe Russ, Kiara, Rhett, um, they were talking about like how to even just, silence everything around you mm. yeah. and the simple thing of like mm-hmm. put your phone on do not disturb you know like uh, airplane mode or airplane mode and like quieting all the no- notifications and helping your um your heart just kind of focus and zero right. in on god all right is that mm-hmm. the clip we're gonna listen to now yeah so let's go all ahead right. and listen to it let's go to the clip uh and and that's why the first step is just creating sacred space. This scripture says, worshiping the Lord is sacred. He will always be worshiped. All of his decisions are correct and fair. Psalm 19, verse 9 in the CEV. So let's talk about it because you just brought up something really, really cool. Um, like I can see as I'm sitting here, I can see um, we're getting a an email about a DIY, a suggestion on forgiveness. And it just came through, yeah. right? So that's a notification that, uh, hey, we can do this one, all right? So you have an iPhone, I assume? Yeah. Yeah, most people are captivated and captured by the Apple uh, <laughs> Apple uh, complex. Uh, so do you know how to turn off notifications? Yeah. You do? Uh-huh. Do you know how to uh, set up your phone so it rings only for certain people a certain way so you know it's just them? Yep. You do? 
Does everybody know how to do that? No. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Brett doesn't know how to do that. So even though you do that, you still get messages that interrupt you? No, so I actually do put it on do not disturb. You just think about the messages. I think about the messages. So if I like wake up and it's, you know, my phone is my alarm, like it'll have it. So it might not ring, but it'll be on it. Or if my phone goes like blank or whatever, and then I tap it again, it'll just be there. It might not ring or vibrate or whatever. So I'll, I'll think about it. So it could be hard to get out of that space. So I feel like a quiet time, most of the time I'm like, just trying not to think about it. It's hard to ever get to quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but this is so good. This is. I I think you are normal. I think anybody who naturally gets to. So there's a few things I do. Number one is I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Number one is I'm like it's far more important for me to get together with God Mm -hmm. than it is for me to talk. To anyone, but maybe my wife, I want to make sure I, you know, I'm going to connect with, with, with my wife, but that, that's already taken place. So I, um, I don't care who sends me a message. There's only probably like, I, I have a house that I live in. You're like, most people have a place they live. And if it's not one of the people in there, it's not that important. Mm-hmm. That's just where I'm at. And right. so some, a, somebody, I, I get, uh, probably, you know, probably average 150 emails a day, right? I get them. And I just go, there's only a few of those that matter. Yeah. And so I think part of it is that I'm just talking to all of us. I've had to learn because, you know, I was around before the smartphone. So (laughs) I worried about, I I didn't even have a smartphone and I still worried about what people were thinking. So Mm -hmm. part of what I realized is I had to stop caring so much about what people thought. Mm -hmm. So I think in order to get in a sacred space, what you're teaching me about what you're sharing in order to get in a sacred space before you even have a quiet time, you've got to decide what's important. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, and and what it shows us all, and we all do it. I do it too. I don't want to make it sound, you know, I'll look and I'll be like, Oh, what's that? You know? And I have to remind myself, uh, yeah, Cameron sent me that message, but you know what? It's not urgent and it's not important mm-hmm. and I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm. And if I think it is kind of like if Cameron sends me something like, oh, he's waiting on me on something. I'll send him a quick message and say, hey, I won't be able to get back to you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I let him know. And then I forget about it. So one of the things you brought up in order to create sacred space, you have to get your priorities straight. And, and I'm not talking. I think you're just bringing up something that every listener will be like, yeah, tell me how to handle that. No. You have to decide who is going to matter. Mm-hmm. And it better not be more than five people. Like who's going to matter enough for you to stop your day, stop your emotion, stop your movement and not be with God. And you just say, if it's not, if I see those five people, I'm going to answer. If I'm in mm-hmm. the middle of my quiet time, I'm going to stop and answer. But if it's not one of them five people, I'm just not going to do it. And better to have someone angry at me than to have me not worship God. That's mm-hmm. the real decision. Right. I think every, every person has to make. And that's what it means to get in a sacred space. I think the biggest thing that I learned or I took away from even that section uh, of that clip was what he said, kind of said what Russ and the, and the people were talking about at the end about like deciding what is important, mm-hmm. you know, and practically speaking, like I started just putting my phone, like not even looking at my phone or using my phone when I have my quiet time, putting it on the desk and like walking away. Right. You know, having my iPad that doesn't have all the no- notifications or using my laptop and putting it on airplane mode or what have you to really kind of silence all the noise, you know, mm-hmm. but I think that, um, Though that dialogue or that discussion helped me to see, okay, what is my motive even in having a quiet time? And what have I already chosen in my heart of like, what is important? Right, like, what am and, I doing this for? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, am I doing this because I actually want to connect with God and, and have a sacred space with God? Or do right. I want to do this 
um, uh, to check off a religious duty mm-hmm. or like a rule or like, mm-hmm. again, those like defined walls right. or structures that I have in my mind that right. I've kind of built up just from growing to church and just kind yeah, of having, yeah. really having a religious heart that can go through the motions, but mm-hmm. then not have the heart behind it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciated that discussion. I appreciate that episode because, you know, any, anything you do over time can become a habit, right? If you don't keep it fresh. And that's something that I've done for a long time is read my Bible and pray, you know, most days. But, you know, making it something that actually has my full attention is a lot harder than I think, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't I don't respect the amount of work it takes to really just focus. Yeah. yeah. I think, or just not ahead, caring about um, if someone texts me and I don't get back to them. That's right. How do you drive <laughs> like, that? Oh, yeah. It's not that important. Right. I think that was a really, really good point. Yeah. Because I think even what they talked about with like, it's better. It's OK. Or it's better for someone to be angry with me than for me not to be focused on right. God. You know, yeah. I was right. like, oh, like that hit me because like when I feel someone when I. I can be very emotionally sensitive, I guess. You know, when I feel someone is angry at me, it just eats me up inside, right. you know, right. out of out of a deep insecurity of just wanting to be liked and not wanting to be rejected, you right. know, mm-hmm. but like, but having, having that willingness to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm deciding to focus on God and getting centered on God, you know, to be able to calm the inside and be able to know, like, I have to be able to uh, attack my day uh, with God and not just right. on my yeah. own strength of just constantly try, striving and trying to get people to like me and to yeah. be okay with me and to be happy with me. Yeah, right. that's good. I, I just want to add, I think that was a great episode, especially because of the way I just made it normal to talk about how hard it is to focus. <laughs> yes. I think yes. listening to it, I went, I feel that way too. And you feel me. bad as a Christian. You feel like I should be able to be so zoned in and focused. And, yeah. and I think just hearing everybody talk about how hard it is for everyone mm-hmm. helped me to feel like I could have a spiritual conversation about that, you know, yeah. and it doesn't have to be so, you know, I think in my my pride, I feel like I don't want to admit that it's really totally. hard for me. It, like, it, normalizes, <laughs> guess, you know? it normalizes like the fact that there's like a difficulty around it. And I yeah. always appreciate those conversations or hearing them on the podcast because it it almost kind of brings up and kind of deconstructs these like things that I've kind of like just built these like structures yeah. around or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, built this rigidity, I guess is probably the word I'm looking for. But Right, right. All right. Well, Amy, you hopped on, so we're going to transition to you. So Amy, you're up. Uh, which clip are we going to listen to next? All right. I picked a clip from an episode called The Storms of Guilt Around Us, Forgiveness Part 1. I think this is episode 15. Oh. Um, and uh, this was the first episode I got to be part of. And it was really a really a good experience for me to think about guilt. Um, and I don't like thinking about guilt. I, I don't want to deal with it. I usually find ways to justify. I don't feel no, I don't feel guilty about that. It's okay. And, but this whole series was about forgiveness isn't it, and how it's necessary because we're all assaulted by storms of guilt. And right. sometimes we get kind of intellectual or we, we find ways to not look inside. Uh, but until we get forgiveness right, our relationship with God is broken. Um, so I, I thought this was really good for me. This clip kind of sets up the series uh, and has some scriptures about guilt and what it does to us. And I thought it was really helpful. So I thought we could listen to it. Great. Roll the clip. Forgiveness is absolutely necessary because we're all assaulted by storms of guilt. And we'll be talking about that in a minute. Storms of guilt that leave us feeling frustrated, distant, and distrusting. Storms of guilt that can even lead to us getting into religious humanism where we don't really take our Christianity and our faith in our heart. It's all intellectual because we can't bear to look inside and see what's unresolved, unfinished uh, in, in our minds and hearts. Um, sometimes it's secular humanism. We just say, bag it. I don't want to have to think about this, so I'm not even going to go to church. I'm not going to read the Bible because all the Bible does is make me feel guilty. We want to tackle those storms of guilt. And really, until we get forgiveness right, our relationship is, with God is broken. And so a lot of what we're going to dig into is that as well. So to start out in this first episode on forgiveness, 
Let's have a few thoughts on guilt. Guilt, number one, is staggering. It's emotionally staggering. Psalm 3110, my life is exhausted from sorrow. My years from groaning. My strength staggers under the weight of my guilt and my bones waste away. I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of times in my life where the guilt was so heavy, I could feel it physically, and that's what it's talking about when it says guilt is staggering. Guilt is ignored. Psalm 36, one through two in the God's Word translation. There's an inspired truth about the wicked person who has rebellion in the depths of his heart. He is not terrified of God. He flatters himself and does not hate or even recognize his guilt. We ignore guilt when it makes us feel bad, and it always does. And the problem is once we ignore the guilt, we invariably begin to ignore God. But guilt can be ignored. It's the way we choose to deal with it when we have no answers for it. And if you're out there and you're like me, there have been times where I just don't want to think about it. I don't want to feel it. Guilt is overwhelming. In Psalm 38, verse 4, in the NIV, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Psalm 38, verse 4. And remember, the reason guilt can be overwhelming is, one, it just makes us feel terrible, and we can't get it off our mind. If you're like me, I'm a little OCD-ish. I've talked about my friend. Just get these thoughts in my head. I can't get them out. I can't let them go. And it gets overwhelming. Now, here's the worst part. When you start feeling guilty for something you shouldn't even feel guilty about, you're maybe sitting there right now going, man, I feel guilty about 25 things. But the truth is you should only feel guilty about one. But we feel guilty about the 24, and that just overwhelms us. Guilt increases anxiety. In Psalm 38, verse 18 in the Amplified Version, for I do, I do confess my guilt and iniquity. I'm filled with anxiety because of my sin. It's an incredible thing when we already have anxiety about the stress of life and then it's compounded by guilt. Guilt can increase our anxiety and guilt is painful. Psalm 40, verse 12. This is in the Passion Translation, TPT. Evil surrounds me. Problems greater than I can solve come one after another. Without you, I know I can't make it. My sins are so many, I'm so ashamed to lift my face to you. For my guilt grabs me and stings my soul until I'm weakened and spent. Guilt is painful. It can, it can give you a headache. It can give you a backache. It can just grab your soul. You can feel a pain that's what I would describe as psychic. It's internal. It's a combination of emotional, almost psychological, in the way that it twists, turns, and brings upheaval to the way you look at life. Guilt is people-proof. What's this all about? That at the end of the day, no human being in the world can make you feel better. So I just, I picked that because I think it's really huge to see, you know, what guilt does in your life, that it overwhelms you, it makes you anxious. Um, and one thing that stuck with me a lot that I've thought of a lot since, um, since this episode is guilt is people proof. You mm. know, you can't, cause sometimes for me, I get, I go, okay, I know I feel guilty about that. Last week I got mad at Mike over something really stupid. I think he was just not <laughs> home when I thought he was going to be home and I just felt so mad, you know, and I was just, ah, irritated. Right, we're airing and, it all on the air. <laughs> Come on guys. Stuff. Put, it Put, it out. Out. Put it out there. Put it out there. The dirty laundry. mediating. <laughs> Calm down. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I just, and I, then I, afterwards I felt so guilty. Like ah, I always get mad so fast and, um, and I find myself going, okay, now I got to, 
tell somebody or something, you know, instead of I need to go take this to God and figure out why I get mm-hmm. mad so quickly. And, you know, that's I wish I could say since this episode, wow, I've changed so much and I just handle my guilt so different. <laughs> but, I, but I feel like it's a work in progress, but it's gotten a lot on my mind of, you know, my guilt affects me a lot, you right. know, and that sometimes you can't figure out why am I anxious? Why am I, you know, overwhelmed? And, and I, I need to look at the, the guilt and then how to right. handle it. You know, right. Spiritually. Yeah. I thought the, those conversations are really good. I think we, we did multiple uh, episodes on that one, right? And mm-hmm. but that one that kicked it off was really insightful. I thought because I I don't like respect or appreciate just like the impact guilt has on my psyche, right. my emotions every day. Yeah, it makes me downtrodden. It makes me so you know. I ask Amy, I sulk around the house, right? And I don't always go. Maybe because I'm guilty about how selfish I am. I mean, we've been, we have a. I think I may have even talked about that. I don't know. Like we have a baby now. And I'll be selfish and not think through what it's going to take just to get out of the house. Yeah. And that puts a lot on Amy. Uh, and I don't realize like, hey, my selfishness is affecting the house. So I'll, it's affecting Amy. And now I just, I feel a lot about that. Right. And so that guilt of my selfishness will just mess me up. And yeah. I think the, it's so good to even hear that uh, clip again, because I'm like, oh man, that guilt makes you anxious is really big because oftentimes I can be anxious and uh, consumed with worry, mm-hmm. you know, and like right. it's because I'm trying to run away from my guilt. Right. right. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so even after that podcast and like listening to it and my wife like hearing it, like uh, she'll stop me and be like, are you guilty about anything? You know? Because she knows how <laughs> nice. much guilt can like drive yeah. me yeah. to be anxious because I'm right. one, I'm constantly worried I'm going to be found out like that I sinned mm-hmm. and I did something right. bad, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And that it's like shame, shamesville, you know? Shamesville. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like population, you, you know, going to be embarrassed you're going to be feel ashamed or feel super guilty uh, or, you know, feel terrible about yourself or whatever. But it's because I'm just trying to run away from my guilt instead of just embracing and being okay that I'm not perfect, but embracing just truth and right. light and like, hey, this is what happened. I need help. You when know? it was inspiring and challenging, because we read Psalms, uh, right, in that time and, and then in subsequent times and seeing like how much in Psalms and the people in the Bible, when they prayed, like they put it all out there, right? So it kind of challenged me to go away. Like, I got to be a lot more real. Because uh, I don't want to see that stuff. makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, but I should because staying in guilt is not a good option. So, um, okay, great call on that. Uh, okay, my turn. I'm closing it out with one more clip. So uh, I picked actually the episode that we just had, just aired last week. It was the part five, I think. Was it part five? Yeah, part, yeah, part five, five of uh, of the uh, – shoot, what was that series called? Becoming defeating, a fighter. Defeating discouragement. Defeating discouragement. That's oh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember the episode was having the heart of a fighter. Heart of a fighter. So he yeah, has five episodes about defeating encouragement, uh, discouragement. And uh, there was a Christmas bonus episode in there as well. But I, I really liked the last episode. It was a quick one. Uh, but, you know, it. The I'll share more about how it affected me personally. But, uh, you know, it's all about how we're in a fight every day, right? Whether we see it or not, there's a spiritual fight going on. There's darkness. There's light. Uh, and every day we're tempted to quit. We're tempted to give up, get angry at God, blame him for stuff, look at what's happening in our lives and go like, this is unfair or whatever. Um, fighting through that is it requires spirituality, character, and a lot of other things. Um, but another reason I, I picked it, um, because well, because I need that, right? I'm, I'm not a fighter by nature. I quit easily. I'm always looking for the easy way out. But um, I also like the, the clip we're going to roll is, uh, you know, uh, Brian, uh, he spoke and I know him personally and he uh, competed uh, at a, almost Olympic level. He was a national judo. champion. National champion. Yeah. Judo. judo. Yeah. And we didn't like set up the Brian and, and, and Stone, I think, and talk about their credentials. They were both uh, pretty high tiers in terms of competing. Stone did wrestling. Collegiate. Both Colleg- of them collegiate, collegiate athletes. Uh, right. Brian in judo and then Stone in wrestling. Right, right. 
And then so so what they brought to the table was a, a perspective on fighting that was very interesting. Uh, and then with those two and Russ, they did a great job of taking those experiences and making a spiritual point out of it. So uh, I'm going to share a point, uh, a clip of, of Brian talking about his experiences with fighting and how that relates to what we go through daily uh, in regards to our spiritual lives. So roll that clip. So let's get Brian and Stone in here to give us their thoughts, their tips, their ideas about how to develop the heart of a fighter. Yeah, uh, I think um, a part of fighting is the willingness to persevere in tough times. I don't know how many times that it's in the last round, you have nothing left in you. you the last tried, round of what? The, the last round of the match or the fight or whatever it may be, the fourth quarter. You see it throughout sports. And somehow, someway, they pull it out just because they simply did not quit. Uh, I know for me, as I was talking to Stone before this, really what it comes down to is the willingness to train. In Second Timothy 3 and verse 16, it talks about how the Bible, all scriptures God breathed and is useful for a number of things. And one of those things is training. That training is a thing that helps us to not quit in life because uh, – and spiritually speaking, what is training? I think the training is the willingness to still every day read my Bible and pray no matter what's going on, no matter uh, how tired I am. But that's the training ground, and that's how we train. In judo, uh, uh, our coaches train us really, really hard so that when we got in a match, we would be able to, to overcome anything. And one of the things that our coaches would do would he would put us in as bad a situation as possible. Um, our coaches, because you, you choke in judo and you can choke people out, uh-huh. he would deliberately try to choke us out. And it's almost a badge of honor if you got choked out in practice because if you got choked out— That's a badge of honor? Yeah. Sounds yeah, like a death in, in, in the fighter world, it is because—, because Choke out <clears throat> means you go unconscious? You go unconscious, you black out because then you learn— that it's not like a concussion. No, it's not a concussion. It, it, you 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 block the uh, um, oxygen from going to the brain temporarily, and you'll come to. And that's that has a, that has no physical da- damage to your body. I'm sure it does over prolonged use. I don't I oh, don't okay. recommend you do that on a regular basis. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but, the, the, but but the point being is that happened in practice. Okay. And then when you get to a match, you go, "What's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is someone chokes me and I black out." But if you've experienced oh. that and you've had that, you're not afraid that happened. You're not afraid of it. Because you go, I'll recover. It's not detri- That's not. It's not going to end my life, you know? Yeah. And so I think everything that teaches us how to fight comes back to the willingness to be trained. So trained. what does that say about our relationship with God? Anything? I think, well, I think— Are uh, you saying that God— Wants us to get choked out in practice? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. You're scaring me. No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. I think it's more so the willingness to allow someone to push you and train you. And I think God's always trying to train us. Hebrews 12 says he, he does train us. Absolutely. In, in, the, in, in the NIRV, it really uses the word train. But also 1 Peter 1 tells us that he tests our faith. So what you're basically saying is the, the same way a judo, and you were training trying to get into the Olympics, in the same way someone in judo is being trained to 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 handle the test of a, of a real battle and a real fight, the God, as a parent and a father, is constantly trying to prepare us. And so right. that struggle you have in high school or that struggle you have in college, maybe because when you start doing the great things God has in mind for you, 
he wants you to know you don't need to be afraid of that. You've been through this already. Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So, yeah. so you, a fighter isn't someone who just walks out there and fights. He's got to go through a progression. Absolutely. Okay. It's and, a process, and you have to trust that process and that training. And, and maybe one of the reasons we all quit fighting or fail in fighting is we won't allow God to train us. So we fight his training every year, and then finally when that big challenge comes, we haven't trained, and so we crumble in the face of the suffering. Yep. Wow. Good insight. I like it. All you don't like fighting, me either. The choked out thing still freaking me out, but I'm getting the point. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, best part of that about that clip was uh, watching Amy cringe. While, uh, <laughs> I, wish hey, I just learned it. that judo is not for me. That's what I <laughs> uh, looks like I have to change our plans this weekend. Um, you, you're planning on getting choked out? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I was planning on a judo competition. It's a. <laughs> um, the reason I, I like that clip a lot is, as I mentioned earlier, like I'm not a. I'm not a fighter by name, even though I did wrestling in high school, but I, I did it in a way like to, I wanted to avoid getting punished and getting like pain. Like I wanted to be in good situations. It's hard for me. So after hearing that uh, episode, I went back, I read uh, Romans five. It was a good you know passage about, uh, you know, building character and the qualities, the things that you have to go through to build that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, then I listed out things going on in my life and, and I, and I said, okay, what's my, uh, what's my current outlook on those things, right? Because that Romans five talks about like if I, uh, if I am building in a way, if I'm seeing God uh, as someone who's training me and trying to help me grow, I'm going to see these challenges as uh, opportunities to grow, to build character, to become stronger, and I'm going to end up with a lot of joy and hope, right? So I was like, okay, how do I feel about uh, my uh, job? I feel inadequate. How do I feel about uh, parenting, uh, falling short? right? Or destined to fail, uh, marriage, disappointing. I'm like, man, I'm like super negative. <laughs> and I realized like, I don't have that, that heart to see like what's happening to me and go, I need mm-hmm. to like, uh, grow. There's some way that God's trying to make me go strong get stronger. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I look at the first sign of adversity and then I want to quit. Right. So, so that episode really helped me go, okay, let me, let me try and take those, those qualities. Uh, let me try and figure out how God wants me to grow. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a fighter by nature. Um, I want to say I want to be, but I don't know. It's kind of hard. Um, but we won't actually be doing any judo fighting anytime soon. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot because I think the, the, the training aspect, uh, there's a level of humility that goes into allowing yourself to be trained, you know? And so even just learning, listening to that clip, I'm like, wow, I think oftentimes I have so much pride in my heart when it comes to like allowing myself to be trained by God, right. you know, like, and there's, it's the pride, my pride comes from like, I just don't want to be embarrassed right. that I don't know something. Like right. I always gravitated towards like the sports and the activities and, and stuff in school, the things that I was like already good at or like took right. to pretty quickly and then just completely avoided all the stuff I was bad at or I had a hard time with, you right. know? Um, and so I, cause I never wanted to just embrace the humility of like, I don't know how to do that or I'm not good or whatever, or I don't want to be trained. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and it was all about like, okay, how do I, you know, how do people perceive me? How do people view right. me? You know, do they view me as like dumb or smart? Or like, right, you know, right. talented or not talented or, or and that's whatever. That's supposed to make the Bible inspiring, right? It's yes. going like, man, this is, I mean, first it's connecting with God and building a relationship with him. And that's going to develop something in us that we don't have before. Right. And so yeah. viewing it that way versus the prism of, you know, years of growing up religious, which is like, here's, let's go ahead and list out your failures. Right? Yeah. Like, that's not a, <laughs> an inspiring way to approach life, but that God's constantly, I think through the scriptures trying to go like, no, look who you can become. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And just having an approach, I think for me, uh, is approaching my relationship with God with just so much more humility, humility and a mm-hmm. willingness to like learn mm-hmm. and embrace that training. Right. Right. 
I was just going to say, as much as I don't like the choke out idea, (laughs) it is kind of a cool thing to think about how God will let me go through things that that are hard or uncomfortable to help me get stronger. I think that's that's helpful because I I tend to get mad if anything's difficult. Um, Like I know, you know, Mike mentioned sometimes just getting out the door in the morning is difficult for me, like making sure I'm getting the dishes ready and getting the lunches packed. It just it's just um, it could be exhausting and I get frustrated. But do a killer job with all that. (laughs) Just to go and you know. God will let me um, have to be, you know, trained or grow in my character because he's getting me ready for stuff. That's pretty cool. Right. And you don't just like magically get that. You can't read a book. Right. right? Like, yeah. I can't read yeah. the How to Survive a Chokeout book. And just, you, know, <laughs> like, you haven't and, checked Amazon for no, that? No, no, I missed that. That's <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, we'll wrap it up there. So to everybody who's stuck around this long, uh, thank you. Thank you for not uh, leaving. <laughs> if you can, head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, you name it, we're on there. Subscribe, leave a five star rating, review. Let us know what you've been like, what's what's uh, what you've been liking, what's been helping you. Uh, head over to deepspirituality.net, our website. We've got Bible studies coming out, our YouTube channels uh, cracking. Uh, hopefully, it's all helping you guys out there. Again, uh, podcast at deepspirituality.net. Drop us a line if you have any, any thoughts, ideas, things that have been helping you, things that you want to hear more of. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, have a great week. 